Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 930 in 716. There is a winter weather advisory until 1 a.m. Saturday for... The southern half of western New York, southern Erie, Chautauqua, and Cattaraugus counties through early Saturday morning. Here's what's happening this morning. Three more blizzard deaths confirmed, bringing the death toll to 47 in western New York. The latest deaths were due to a delayed EMS response. Erie County Executive Mark Polenkar says the medical examiner's office is still reviewing three more cases and the death toll could rise even further. Erie County's legislature talking about the state's push to ban gas appliances. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. Erie County Legislature's Minority Republican Caucus came to the floor on Thursday with a resolution that opposes the state's idea of the potential banning of natural gas, heating, and appliances in new buildings by 2025 and the prohibiting of the sale of fossil fuel heating systems by 2030. I think it's important that we show that this particular bill that is being put forth, that we are going to be one voice that says we know it's going to hurt our individuals, we know on the heels of this last storm, it's going to cause you know an unnecessary burden. These are how people survived was on natural gas through this storm heating their house. Erie County Legislator Chris Green. The resolution clause to take the overall position of opposition of the ban was struck down by the Democratic majority with a vote of 7-4. But they did vote unanimously to the other resolve clauses, which entails the honorable body urging Governor Hochul to pause their rush and to fully examine the real-life impact their decisions will have on all New Yorkers. Legislator April Baskin said after the vote, This is a little uh, premature. In my opinion, um, because I know that the conversation around this topic is still in a proposal phase. Like the majority leader said, there is no formal law and there are no formal timelines that are put in place saying that this is actually what is going to be done with the future of national na uh, natural gas. So I, I had no problem with the amendment that was passed today. I voted in favor of it. It encouraged the governor of the state of New York and the state legislature to take their time to assess the needs of residents and to not rush into anything. And that's really what our body of government should be doing. The full story is made available to you on our website, Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Max, thanks. The legislature also yesterday voted to approve the environmental review of the proposed new Bills Stadium. The review looks at the impact the stadium will have on the environment, traffic, as well as energy use. It's, it feels good that it's over with. I mean, we, we knew we had multiple discussions on the topics. We knew that it was a negative declaration, you know, the smaller footprint and all the steps that were in place. So it's good and we're moving along. 
That's Legislator Tim Myers. Next steps uh, would be finalizing the CBA agreement, the labor agreement, which it's uh, my understanding that we're getting a little bit closer. We can't talk about them, but we're getting closer. Approval of that final document packet expected to happen within the next two months, resulting in a final deal for the stadium, which is expected to be completed in 2026. When that new stadium is built, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman yesterday said he could see the Winter Classic returning to town. Oh, you mean come back and to the to the birthing of the Winter Classic? Yes, yes, I could, I could. You have to promise me another slow gl- snow globe day. Uh, but but you know, listen, that that was a spectacular day that is emblazoned in my memory, and I'm sure all of yours. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, it's not COVID. Uh, it was incredible, and as I said, this is a great sports town. It's a great hockey market, and yes, when there's a new stadium, we'll be more than happy to bring back an outdoor game. All right, Gary Bettman in town last night. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, in town in part because the Sabres honored goalie Ryan Miller by retiring as number 30 in a pregame ceremony. There is a real passion in these stands, and sometimes that passion shows up in the cereal aisle at Wegmans where I could expect some advice on the last game, or, uh, you know, walk down the sidewalk on a cold day to be met by a, a warm hug from someone's grandma. When you know that everyone's watching and they all care, you want to deliver. You want to win, and I think it is this little bit of extra that exists only in a town like Buffalo. I wanted the entire city to wake up in a good mood because we beat the Maple Leafs the night before. <laughs> There you go. He gets it. The team afterwards delivered. Around their sticks. Here's a lead pass. Knocked down in front of that score. The workhorse from Whitehorse down the middle finishes the night, and the Sabres win it in overtime 12 seconds in. 3-2 overtime win over the Islanders last night. Sabres are back at home tomorrow afternoon at 12.30 against Another one of Miller's teams, the Anaheim Ducks. What a great night. Hope it carries over to Sunday. The Bills ready to take on the Bengals in the second round of the playoffs. Josh Allen on what the week of preparation looks like after playing the same team for just 10 minutes a few weeks ago. We only had one drive against them, so it's kind of hard to take anything away from that. And, you know, they played the the same team twice since we've played them. And um, there's not much carryover in terms of what our our offense does and their offense does. So it's kind of original game plan thought and um, again making adjustments on the fly they've uh, they've played certain teams certain ways and um, again they can come out and play as completely different than what the first drive you know said that they were going to play us so all right kickoff three o'clock orchard park on sunday all right can't wait for that uh feeling pretty good about the matchup i guess we'll be talking more about it a little bit later on chris brown uh, said to join us live elsewhere in buffalo stunning news to many about the water coming out of your faucets. Buffalo Water Chair O.J. McFoy says the recent report showed fluoride had not been added to the city's drinking water since 2015. McFoy says Buffalo is committed to fluoridation of the city's drinking water. We've invested over a million dollars, um, not only to study, but to make sure that we upgrade our system. We had a system that was dry-based, um, that was a sodium-based system, and we were switching over to a liquid-based system. Um, and this is in 2015. McFoy says the city partnered with UB to study the treatment process optimizations over several years and in 2019 concluded results provide strong statistical evidence. The addition of 
FSA does not result in increased leaching of lead. He says the pandemic slowed the program. Dr. Bernie Colber of the Buffalo Dell Group says he was surprised to hear the news. You're going to see a lot more decay in these kids. This was first reported by the Buffalo News. Hear advice from Colber online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Pretty stunning news there. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Two Regal movie theaters closing next month. The Elmwood Center 16 in Buffalo, the Transit Center Stadium 18, and IMAX in Lancaster are among the listed locations. Cineworld, the parent company of Regal, closing 39 locations across the country as part of its Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing. All right. Sad to hear. That's the only IMAX in town. Uh, You know, the next closest one is Rochester, hoping somebody else takes over that theater. There's mixed reaction yesterday to Alec Baldwin facing involuntary manslaughter charges in the 2021 movie set shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins happened in New Mexico. Hutchins' family said they support the charges. The felony criminal charges prosecutors are pursuing against Alec Baldwin could result in the actor spending five years in prison if he's convicted. But experts describe the potential trial as a difficult one for the prosecution. The district attorney in New Mexico says Baldwin and the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, will each face two counts of involuntary manslaughter for the deadly shooting on the set of Rust. I think uh, a lot of people may be even more surprised yesterday when this news came out. That's Andrew Dimber reporting. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Cloudy skies, rain and snow mixed together this morning. More of a snow event this afternoon with a couple of inches of accumulation, especially south of Buffalo. Temperatures holding in the mid-30s. Snow showers continuing early this evening, mainly over the southern tier. Overnight lows in the mid-20s, mostly cloudy. Low 30s on Saturday. Some light snow returns Sunday afternoon with temperatures in the mid-30s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort joining us this morning. There is so much confusion and even misinformation, Rob, over the state's push toward banning natural gas appliances. Where does this stand currently? Is there any legislation right now before the legislature? There's no, uh, the, the governor's push that she laid out in her state of the state, um, that there is no bill to match that. Uh, she included that in her state of the state address, uh, like a lot of governors before her, you know, the state of the state is sort of bold, broad pronouncements, usually kind of light on details. Um, but th- but to be clear, this kind of thing um, is also in some version included in the climate action report, which I think we've discussed before as well that came out at the end of December. Uh, that was part of the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, which was passed in 2019. So there is, you know, there are several sort of pushes to to put something like this into law, uh, whether it was through the Climate Action Council, uh, the CLCPA, or if the governor does something as part of this year's budget. Um, there is clearly a push from the the Democratic Party from the left uh, to ban natural gas um, as a way to reduce climate change, uh, to ban you know your gas stove, your gas appliances. Uh, we think it's a disaster. Uh, I, our conference uh, is very much opposed to this idea, as I think a lot of New Yorkers are and a lot of local governments. But uh, at this time, there's not a specific bill to do this uh, in front of the legislature. Uh, no specific bill or real specific proposal is leading to a lot of confusion. I, what are you hearing from people across the state as to their understanding? Because 
uh, from where we're sitting, I mean, that varies wildly. Everything from I've never heard of it to I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's going to happen to they're going to take away my stove out of my kitchen. Uh, Where is the understanding of this right now? Sure. Well, I'll sort of unpack the two extremes. So I certainly do not believe that anyone's going to come uh, and remove someone's appliance, right? There's, there's not going to be a, a, a stove police uh, that's going to go around. So let's, we'll move that off the table. I also think the other uh, avenue, which is it'll never happen. That's also foolish. Um, Meaning to, to, to just assume this is not going to happen. I've been in Albany now several years uh, the the environmentalists, the, the far left, the progressives, they absolutely want something like this to happen. Um, this is a focus point. It was included in the climate action report. The climate action report uh, really go it goes to the legislature, and the legislature uh, is is bound by 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 law to some degree to respond to that report. Uh, these kinds of things have been talked about. So something is going to be proposed. Something is going to to come into. Uh, you know, some sort of form here. Uh, what I think the proposal ultimately is going to be is that they're going to say that after this date, your appliance will not be able to be serviced. So if your stove goes, let's say in 2028 or 2027, you will not be able to purchase a new gas stove in New York, which means that you will then be forced to, to you know, electrify your home so you can get an electric stove or an electric dryer. That that is what my my suspicion is. Uh, what this proposal will look like, uh, and again, uh, for a host of other reasons, our conference thinks that proposal uh, would not only be a disaster for upstate New York and western New York, but a disaster for really the entire state. When you think about the grid and and our ability from an infrastructure standpoint to even handle uh, that increased electrification, let alone the cost that people will have to spend to do that in their own homes. Right. Uh, There are real concerns that this timetable is unrealistic because the infrastructure and the grid would not be able to support this. How is that going to be sorted out? That's a great question, Susan. Uh, There have been no, in in all of this discussion from the people who are proposing it, there there has never been an, an acknowledgement of the cost, how much it is, who pays for it, um, or also, to your point, uh, no no uh, uh, discussion about the capacity to meet the deadlines and the goals that are being set forward. Through this entire process, um, there's none of the goals, none of the timeframes have ever been sort of explained as to can we actually get there. Uh, it's uh, To me, it's much more about virtue signaling and about, you know, we're doing something and, and certainly making, uh, you know, the good sound bites, making people feel like we're, 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 we're solving uh, the climate crisis, uh, all from the state of New York, by the way. You know, the idea that we're going to solve this from the state of New York, the idea that we're going we're gonna to affect global temperatures from, you know, New York State alone, when other states are not doing this, other countries are not doing this, um, all it does is, I believe, economically put New York at a further disadvantage. It removes an energy source, a clean energy source uh, from the portfolio. Uh, And I don't even know if we can actually get there. And no one will tell me what the cost is to get there and who pays that cost. And those are things that New Yorkers have a right to know, whether you're for it or you're against it. That's a legitimate question. And we have not received 
any kind of answer from the governor or anyone else for that matter. So you're talking about this a little bit later on today. What does the push back, you know, against this push forward to all electric everything look like, uh, you know, from where you're sitting? Well, I think the pushback, you know, look at like anything, Brian, it, it really has to come from the public. I, there, there needs those uh, senators, assemblymen, this has to go through the legislature. The governor can't. She's not going to do it by herself. Um, it's not going to happen absent some kind of a vote. And therefore, we think it's important to, as you sort of laid out at the beginning, people need to know what this looks like, you know, not what it's not, not, not the extremes or the, but what is this, what does it look like and why it's bad for them, why this is going to be more cost for them, why this is going to result in less reliable energy for them. You know, you're going to have, uh, think about if we didn't have natural gas about a month ago, people that lost power that would have had absolutely no way to heat or boil water. I mean, this is, this is, not only bad, expensive, foolish, but it could have real uh, consequences, life and death consequences, uh, when there's a major storm, as we know, we get here in New York State and certainly in western New York. So we need to make people aware of it, educate the public. This is on the table. This can happen. You have to contact your senator, your assembly member, and let them know how you feel about this. Because if, if people think there's a political price to pay, if, that there's uh, the public is against it, then maybe maybe that influences what comes out or maybe it prevents some kind of policy like this from coming forward. Uh, but if we don't educate people and make them aware, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen at one in the morning on April 1st in the budget. Everyone's going to be sleeping. And then it'll be weeks or months later when people figure out what exactly happened. And it'll be too late at that point. Rob, thank you for the time this morning. Thank you, guys. Rob Ort, State Senate Minority Leader. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.